Welcome to Lawler Out Loud, and thank you for listening. I'm your host, Christy Lawler, and this podcast focuses on highlighting the amazing men and women that make a difference in the world. And we hope to prove that every single person has the power to make a difference and make an impact. Today's guest is Jamie Hunt. So first, let me thank you, Jamie, for joining us today and sharing your story and your experiences and everything that you're doing to lead the way forward for women in the food and beverage industry. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. So we were connected by a mutual contact, uh, Kate Eisler, and I adore her. And I love how women in my network are always looking out for women that I should know and build into Mm -hmm. my network. And that's one of my favorite things about being um, a female forward entrepreneur is like my circle just gets bigger and that's a beautiful thing. Definitely is. Yeah. So let's dive in and I would love for you to tell us a little bit more about yourself and this can be anything you want to share. Um, But I think it's important to touch on the fact that you are a female brand creator and owner. Absolutely. Well, uh, to give a little bit of history, I'm from the Pacific Northwest area. Um, So I've been here a long, long time. I graduated from University of Washington and then um, went fairly quickly into kind of digital agency consulting style um, career And I did that for over 20 years um, until leaving just recently to go full time at Fast Penny Spirits, which is an Amari distillery uh, located in Seattle, Washington. I have um, a husband and two kids and I have a a dog uh, named Fiore, who is a uh, training to be a truffle dog, truffle hunting dog, uh, which is very cool. Are there a lot of truffles in Seattle? There are, yeah, in this in this region. Yeah, so our Amaro actually uses a lot of black truffle that's locally foraged by um, Truffle Dog Company here in Seattle. So it makes sense to cut out the middleman and train your own dog to do it. Oh, no, I couldn't do it without them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just figured this was like a, a COVID cost savings metric no it's 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 fun for me and uh it's fun for um our dog fiore he absolutely loves to like find things um really helps tire him out which is what we need (laughs) they have a lot of energy these dogs so that's awesome how cool i like it so you are, you said a digital, digital marketing for 20 yeah. years. I didn't, and I'm in marketing by trade, but digital marketing was not a term I was using 20 years ago. It's enlightened true. me. It's true. But there was always, it was always digital. There was always something digital that was going on. And so I just extend it into the twenties. Um, but yeah, not the same as today, but it just all grew and morphed into what we're uh, doing today, which has really helped, you know, as far as my career jump, um, understanding how digital marketing works has really helped us kind of survive in uh, launching in the midst of COVID. We just launched in July with two products. So 
wasn't wasn't the planned thing yeah. wasn't the planned launch <laughs> but but we're getting a lot of community support which is fantastic um that's awesome and yeah. you have and you have two right we have two amaro uh, amari okay. so yeah the americano and the americano bianca so one's a little more digestivo style and one's a little bit more of an aperitivo style um okay. they're both made in more of an italian tradition but they're made in Seattle. They're made in Seattle. Yeah. And one of the things that's that there's a couple of things I'm super proud about um, with the distillery. And one is we do a give back program um, to uh, help um, empower women community in the industry. And so we we do a 3% bottle revenue give back. And mm-hmm. we were able to support Black Girl Ventures, um, Emerge Washington, mm-hmm. which helps elect women into office, and now Jubilee Women's Center. And due to everything that's happening in our industry, we also added in December a 10% give back to the Independent Restaurant Coalition. Very so, nice. God, yeah. they need it. Yeah. So that, that, makes, that makes all this um, much more meaningful. Uh, for sure. Yeah, no, I, I, we're very aligned in our way of thinking. Like if I, I'm going to, I'm going to be in business to make money. Of course, everybody yeah. is, but it's what I do with the money that we earn as a company that mm-hmm. makes the difference. And so that's why we're so philanthropically based as well is because if you're in it just for money, you're in it for all the wrong reasons. Absolutely. You should be in it because you want to make a difference because you genuinely care. That's what I believe, at least. That's just my humble opinion. 100%. Uh, <laughs> but it's nice to meet other business owners, founders, entrepreneurs, especially females that are of the same uh, kindred spirit type, yeah. you know? Yeah. So absolutely. I think that's wonderful. I, I think we have to get you involved with the Witty Group for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. That sounds fabulous. Yeah. What from one brand owner to another. So real quick, I mean, I know everybody who listens that's in the national accounts world, they're going to be like, well, are they nationally distributed? What does your distribution channel look like? Well, right now, um, because of the pandemic, we are self-distributing in Washington. Bless your heart. Um, there are some real benefits to it because we're getting yeah. to know a lot of the restaurateurs and bar owners and retailers. So we're getting a lot of really good feedback, immediate feedback. So it's not all bad in that way, but it does yeah. add a lot more work. work. <laughs> to our yeah. Work. Um, and we just, um, we're in a couple of liquor stores right now in Oregon. We're trying to open up that market and we just signed with a distributor in California. So we're going to get going on that in the new year. Very well. nice. So you're going to go West to East. Uh, yeah, right gonna... now that's a, that's the current plan. We also do ship direct to consumers in states that allow us to. Okay. Um, so we do have that program going um, while we work on the East Coast distributor model. So. Yeah. Are you thinking like coast, coast center or are you thinking west to east? You know, it most likely will go coast to coast to center, but we are um, definitely open uh, to changing that as 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 things arise uh, for yeah. sure. Um, yeah, right. Never say yeah. no. Yeah, exactly. 
Go where the door opens. <laughs> exactly. The quickest way to learn something new is to say yes to something you don't yet know how to do. <laughs> exactly. So how, tell me a little bit, because I always ask people, like, where did you find your inspiration and how did you discover it? But how, what was the trajectory in the past for you and your co-founder, who's also female, by the way, yeah. um, to go from corporate work world, something completely different to being a brand creator in the liquor, beer, and wine industry? Well, I, I won't go through all of Holly's trajectory, but Holly, <laughs> my partner, um, she co-founded Captive Spirits, who makes big gin. So she was already in this brand building world, um, mm-hmm. but she left them um, after they were sold to Hood River uh, Distilling. And I, uh, we were connected through a uh, lawyer <laughs> that we knew, um, uh, who was my initial lawyer and helped me kind of get off the ground. And we kept in touch just doing drinks and things. And when the opportunity arose, um, she joined me in, in Fast Penny Spirits making a morrow. So how did you decide on the morrow? So I have an Italian heritage. I grew up with, you know, grandma making pasta and, you know, actually making gnocchi without any tools. So she used her thumbs to make a beautiful shell. And I I was next to her and I would make one to her 20. Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, our family for generations has made liqueurs and wine, um, all for like home use home and family, um, and friends. And you have a really fun family. Yeah. So I grew up with, you know, (laughs) a lot of flavors. Bitters were not a a big deal to us. And so I ended up as I grew up really enjoying Amaro and I would travel around, uh, Italy as an adult and go seek out different regional Amari, um, so it's definitely one of my passions. And then I got to um, go to, it's already after I decided to do an Amaro distillery, I got to go to um, my grandmother's birth, uh, place of birth and where she grew up in Caltanissetta, Sicily. Mm-hmm. And, you know, kind of got to walk the streets that my grandma walked at one time and which is wonderful because my grandmother's not with us and hasn't been for a while. So it was just really nice connecting and, and really, yeah. it, it was really inspiring and really made mm-hmm. me want to pay homage to the complex Amari that yeah. the Italians make, uh, and, but do that in America and be able to add some of our own flavors, like our own black truffles, which are different yeah. than the Italian ones. So I can't imagine what it was like to, walk in your ancestors footprints and really embrace the genesis of the culture that's built your family to where you were able to then go back and do this and have that experience and then create something for the future from that I think that's that's really a beautiful story oh thank you yeah yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> I, my my mother and my sister are very much into like tracing family history and everything, and so I've met very distant relatives all over Europe, and it's it's just fascinating to like see how they live and see that you know, hey, we just showed up on their doorstep. We're yeah, like, we're your American cousins. It's very National Lampoon's European vacation. I feel yep. like with my family because <laughs> we're a whole we're like 
65 different shades of crazy I feel like but (laughs) they embrace it they're like going with it but that is really cool because all it did for me was be like maybe I should have kids so it doesn't die here I don't know (laughs) I mean that was my thought I love I I love like just the slow style not that they're living slow but they embrace a lot of the beauty that's every day and in the foods and like dining and just you know being able to have a three or four hour meal and not think twice about it (laughs) they take their time with everything it feels like handcrafted is something that happens here on purpose whereas in other parts of the world when you're experiencing the culture handcrafted is the only way it's ever been done and there is no consideration for a a faster cheaper quicker alternative you know yeah I appreciate that because it it forces you to slow down yeah take it in smell the air Like the basic stuff that we never really think about as Americans because our culturally we're so like pound, 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 get it done, get it done. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's a beautiful thing. And I like the idea of living in a country where they take a nap in the middle of the day on purpose. I know. Oh my God. I've (laughs) always thought like I would love to incorporate that, but I've never been able to figure out how. (laughs) Yeah. Like how? You're like, no, I feel guilty if I like watch TV for 30 minutes, right? Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Much less take a few hour nap. Um, So I am wondering like uh, it, you've done so many things that brought you to where you are now but if you weren't doing this is there another consideration like what would you be doing if like there was absolutely no limits to what you could imagine to do you know I I just have to cheat a little bit on this because I just did exactly what I wanted to do there's no restrictions but like to go from a corporate you know, agency consulting life into the distillery and doing what I'm passionate about is just um, amazing. Like I'm super happy I'm here. That the only thing I would say if there were no restrictions would be more traveling and meeting more people and introducing them to our product and and getting to know more um, products out there. Right. That that yeah. we can be complimentary with or that we can support. Um, so I think that would be the the only thing and that's uh you know pandemic thing so yeah exactly I was like usually it's a time or money thing but right now it's a COVID thing yeah but like number one we're not allowed places yeah (laughs) oh my gosh that's so funny um so I'm wondering and I ask everybody because the whole purpose of this podcast is to provide inspiration for the next generation for people who are listening that really like they don't know what's next um and it's just to illustrate that no matter where you are today it doesn't dictate where you will be tomorrow or you know a year from now or a decade from now so i'm wondering if you can provide an example of when you turned a negative experience or even a time in your life into something that has become a positive memory because of what you took from it Absolutely. So I, I had to think long and hard, um, I, you know, about this question. Um, it's a tough question. Um, it is. But, you know, when I think about it, um, really, 
I was, uh, I found, so the liquor industry is not easy and trying to get a product uh, approved uh, by the federal government takes a while. And there's all these weird restrictions uh, that happen, um, including access to your base spirit that you need um, in, in more quantity to really scale your recipe and make sure you have something solid. And so I finally found a distillery that would allow me to take a little corner um, and do my R&D. And, um, and so I, I got in there and not even probably four or five months into it, um, I have no recipe. I have no business partner at this time. Uh, Holly joined just a couple months later, but um, I found out that he had just lost his distributor um, because they went out of business and he was thinking of closing up shop. And so I was panicked. It took me a while just to find that. And I I was thinking, oh my God, you know, this is going to set us back. I don't know what I'm going to do. And I came home um, and I... um, and I talked with my husband and we decided that uh, we could buy him out. Um, and so it was a really great thing. Like it, it went from this panic, like I'm not sure what I'm going to do next to this opportunity to um, buy out his distillery, uh, stay in the same space, but take over the full space and mm-hmm. allow him to walk away debt free. Um, wow. So it was, really such a great experience that came out of something that felt very negative at the time. Yeah. Wow. That's a really, that's a really amazing situation. I mean, that was like perfect timing. Right. Time and place. Yeah. (laughs) And tenacity. Time, place, and tenacity will do it. Yeah. It (laughs) takes a lot of grit and gumption (laughs) for sure. Cause that's, that's, that's like, if he was struggling in this space, yeah, wouldn't anyone? Like, these are the questions that you would ask yourself, like, going through it. And I'm sure that you guys probably sat down and, and did the conventional pro and con list. Like, yeah. what are we looking at? What's the, what's the ROI? What's the break even? I mean, there's a lot that goes into a decision like that. Absolutely. Um, because at some point, you're leveraging something, whether it's finances, time of family, emotional capacity your stress level (laughs) threshold. There's a lot that can go into a decision like that. And I'm sure that you guys didn't uh, make it easily either. No. Well, at this time it was my side hustle. So (laughs) I still had a full-time job. So yeah, it was, uh, it kind of, you know, put a little wrench in things, but we figured out how to make it work, um, which is, um, you know, just the way, way to move forward. So how many years did the process take you from ideation to going live? So it took, for the recipe itself, it took almost two and a half years um, to get a really balanced um, recipe that we felt comfortable with. Holly worked with me on the final um, recipe itself, and we wanted to add a bunch more um uh, botanicals from this region. And so we, we, you know, looked up like different farms and things like that and added in like hazelnuts from Washington and, you know, saffron from Washington as well, which I never knew Washington state grew saffron. Um, and so, um, yeah, it took a while and we have over 45 botanicals that 
we needed to balance um, within the recipe. Um, wow. And so, yeah, that was the biggest thing. And, you know, that as you're going through that process, you're, you know, you know, you're going to get to the end, but you panic a couple times in the middle because you're like, oh my gosh. Um, and we had one panic moment where we just couldn't get the liqueur to be clear um, and not have the sediment um, mm-hmm. that you see in so many organic li- liquors and wine. And so um, we ended up hiring a food scientist who we worked with, who helped us get through that final stage to a place where we're like, okay, this is, this is, this is good. Yeah. Uh, we, we got to use a lot of our uh, industry friends to taste sample and give us feedback as well in the process which was you know really wonderful uh to get that feedback so oh yeah yeah especially yeah. people kind of understand what the what the end goal is yeah know, when you're yeah. going right. through the process like they're going to give so you that honest feedback it's not a quick process but no. it's it's definitely well worth it if you have that passion for it and i think you need to to go through all of that um it's definitely worth it yeah definitely well and I admire you know anybody that creates a a spirit or a wine or a beer because when I was looking at creating my own product line I had zero desire whatsoever to create something with alcohol I wanted to create something to complement alcohol yeah, I didn't want to deal with the the whole distillation, like none of that. The the brewing, <laughs> the resting, the distillate, like aging, nothing interested me. I was like, no, I want to create something that is able to sell online with no restrictions, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I can understand that. <laughs> yeah, because I know how much I know how, and I don't know personally, but I know so many women who have created their own spirit line. Um, I know how much work goes into it. It is not overnight. It is years and years and years. Yeah. And and I admire that that tenacity and the, the fortitude that's required to actually do it. Because even once you get the recipe and the idea down, you still have to jump through all of the legal hoops. Yeah. Federally and then statewide yeah. and in some places, you know, even just in markets. Yeah. So, I, I appreciate your endeavor for sure. And um, do you ship to Texas? Can you? Uh, There's some areas of Texas we can ship to. Yes. H-Town? Yes. Yay! Okay. I'm, I'm totally going to order. I'm going to, I'm, I'm on your website right now. I'm going to hit the shop button. Up That's awesome. I, I really want to support what you're doing. I want to support oh, your vision. You. I think it's really, really fantastic. And I think the fact that, you're giving back to our community and to women in general, uh, uh, regardless of industry. I think that's a beautiful thing that should be supported. So, um, so for the listeners, FYI, fastpennyspirits.com. Yeah, just like I said, fast penny, as in a penny in your pocket, spirits.com. Um, but I, I want to ask you if there's, um, and this is my weird question. This is my rando one. But what would you want the listening audience to know about you? What is your defining characteristic that a stranger should know? I I think people that meet me can figure this out fairly quickly, but I'm an optimist. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And I just, I focus on making things happen. I've just always been that way. I've been told you can't do this or, or, you know, that's really difficult. And I just look at it and I think about ways where it can happen. Um, And so that's really a defining characteristic throughout my life. Um, And I, I push people around me as well. And sometimes that's really um, in the moment, <laughs> maybe a little uncomfortable, yeah. but then in the end, they're usually very happy that, that I just kept pressing and saying, well, what about this? <laughs> what about that? Um, yeah. And so, yeah, that's really the thing that kind of drives me. That's a really good answer. And I can relate to it personally as well, because I, working in Germany for years, I got yeah. a lot of no's. Like, you can't do this. You can't do this. You can't do this. It was always no. And I just yeah. got really tired of hearing no. Like, the yeah. word impossible started to anger me yeah, so much when somebody was like, that's impossible. I'm like, no. It, it, time or money, which are we not willing to dedicate? Because <laughs> exactly. I'm going to get it done. But that's part <laughs> of the reason why, like, entrepreneurialism drew me in like a Mm -hmm. moth to a flame because I was sick of people telling me you can't do this or that was a ridiculous idea or whatever. And everything I wanted to do was, I was getting no's everywhere I went with my ideas. And I was like, okay, at some point I'm just going to have to do my ideas on my, on my own. Yeah. And it's worked out. And that's the beauty of like, if, if we all were capable of looking at ourselves the way other people that admire us look at us, we would all be a lot more proficient, able, and ready for challenges. And because I have, I have women in the witty group where, you know, they'll talk about where they feel their shortcomings lie. And I'm like, I look at them and I'm like, I think you're a genius. Yeah, and I can't imagine that you see yourself this way. So my wish is one day you get a glimpse of what you look like through my eyes, because I think you're amazing. And it's, it's, that's what I want other people to embody. Like I want other people to realize that when you're being told no, and you're allowing it to go deep down inside in the, in the big stack of, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. that's someone else telling you no, but you're allowing to stop yourself from doing it. Like that's not them. That's not a residual effect. They're not coming back yeah. again. <laughs> yeah. Yep. They gave you Agreed. the no. It's up to you. If you take the no as fast or you press forward. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And it's scary, but it's fun. It's the exciting part, but I, that's why I love that answer so much is because I'm, I, I, I just, understand exactly what you're saying and where you're coming from and I think many of us do and the more you do it yeah I was gonna say the more you do it the easier it is not that it's easy but it becomes easier and easier just to say well why not (laughs) exactly don't say no yeah no is not a reason yeah exactly that's I love your story. I love it. And I can't wait to order your products and uh, thank you and try them for myself because how many botanicals? 46? Yeah, there's 46. That's a lot. 
that is a lot of that's that's like a science experiment <laughs> getting that many things to come together and play well in the same sandbox it it really is art and science together um beautiful for sure. i love it i love it well thank you so much i want to know if you can tell us how you want people to reach you uh, of course i'll put uh, your information in the notes but um best way to reach out to you so um instagram is is probably the best and we have uh, instagram at, at fast penny spirits um my that's our business uh, instagram and holly and i see that all the time and and uh communicate through that um but i also have a personal instagram which is at uh jamie j-a-m-i-e a hunt a h-u-n-t 70 because <laughs> that's my birth year um and uh so that's another way to reach out to me directly awesome awesome i'm i'm so excited and i hope everybody goes to your website and learns all about this and what you're doing to change the world as best we can individually but i'm really appreciative of your time and your your story and just everything thank you so much yeah, thank you. And I love everything you're doing too. So this was a pleasure. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. And thank you all for tuning in to Lawler Out Loud, Mixing Up the Mainstream.